We gotta go to the bullpen. Welcome to the Highland Bullpen, the all-new podcast bringing America's pastime to Scotland shores. It doesn't matter if you're a Hall of Famer heading for Cooperstown or you're fresh out of the minor leagues, this is the podcast for you. Hi and welcome to another edition of the Highland Bullpen. Alan and the two Daves have got together to discuss their hopes and wishes for the 2021 season and indeed year. We'll discuss what we think is going to happen with the Chicago White Sox, the Boston Red Sox and the Detroit Tigers. Obviously new coaching teams and a couple of teams there. And we'll also have a wee chat about plans, if we have any, or hopes, if we have any, for travelling and seeing some live sport in 2021. Enjoy. 2021, it's, um, it's on the horizon, as, as many things are. Uh, Dave Jr., what's, what's your ambitions or hopes, A, A in the baseball world and B, generally? Or? You say that like they're two different things now, Alan. The two are interlinked. No, it's, it's quite interesting. Again, I feel that last season was my first real season as a supporter. And Oh, no, it's, it's America, isn't it? So you've got to say series. Do they call it a season or a series? I'd- yeah, they call it season. Crazy kids. But yeah, you know, last season was my first real season to get on board with and, and try and, and understand exactly what was going on. God, when I look back now to August and September, I pretty much watched the White Sox every night. And I, I think I was up till like two or three in the morning regularly during the week to, to watch the games. I think your boss yeah. did mention he wondered if that was happening. <laughs> yeah. Again, it'll be interesting for me now with things being extended out to, to a proper a regular season um, and again it's another season of, of kind of learning but what I've been picking up you know, last season was a fantastic year for the White Sox although you look at it from a different angle and you say well you finished third in your division was it really that good but I think there's a, there's a whole lot of hope there and with the additions that have been made so far and the changes to the team it's really quite exciting I think there's been a bit of backlash from you know, the hardcore Chicago fans, the, the people that know what they're talking about, where they really hope they could strengthen in, in two particular positions out in the right field and to add a good, solid third pitcher, which is where the White Sox fell down, particularly in, in the playoffs. We, we've made those two additions already, and I think we're one of the few teams to have pinned their colours to the mast a little bit early on. The whole trading setup seems to be quite slow so far. Uh, and teams are holding off until January. But the White Sox have added an ex-player, uh, Adam Eaton, into right field. So the, the issue that stems from that one is he was with the White Sox prior, I think around about three or four years ago, before moving on. But he's, since then, he's actually he's picked up a World Series ring with Washington. But the worry from listening to some of the fans' podcasts is that he was a bit of a perhaps a disruptive element in the dressing room. And there's some concerns that he was a mediocre player then, he's perhaps still a mediocre player now. What's he going to bring? Is he going to disrupt what is seemingly a really good good atmosphere? Again, I've never really seen the guy play. I can't, can't kind of comment, but uh, there was a lot of hope that they could have perhaps even made a signing from across the city in Chicago from the Cubs or picked up George Springer, who is out there for some real big teams to pick up. So that's, that's a kind of disappointment. 
but we've made a really good signing for pitching. I've kind of forgotten the, the guy's last name, Lance Lance Fry. Um, he was with the, the Texas Rangers, and it now means that the White Sox, the first, the three starters out of the American League, have got last season's fifth, sixth, and seventh best pitchers, which is quite a, a good rotation to have in there. So again, it's, it's interesting. This is my first real kind of transfer deadline, if we bring it back to Scottish football, that, that I've been involved in and, and can watch. So it's, it's interesting to see, again, with Scottish football or, or football in general, as fans, we've always got hopes of where we can strengthen the team, where it needs strengthened, what looks good. Ultimately, you know, most times we end up a wee bit disappointed that we don't quite get the targets that, that we hope for. You just kind of hope that your, your coach or our new coach can mould a team and can fit something around what, what they've, they've brought in. You've demonstrated a good level of knowledge and awareness that you've picked up this season and you're, you're, you're displaying that just now in terms of explaining how you see the squad and what's missing from the squad and what's needed. In terms of learning and understanding more about the game of baseball, if you come back in a year's time, what sort of topics on baseball do you think or would you like to be talking more confidently or knowledgeably about? Dave's mentioned before, I'd love to give it a go to try scoring again. Uh, I think that'd be quite interesting, quite cool. In general, I think I just want to carry on enjoying it. You seem to add bits in. Whenever you watch a game, there's something that you pick up and you maybe go away and research or the way things are now with phones in your hand constantly. Uh, You can always research something that that minute and get an explanation. Or again, we've got our our weekly catch-ups. I just want to keep on enjoying a kind of this late foray into into a different sport. I'm really looking forward to the season coming back um, and, and seeing how things go from there. But in terms of my own knowledge, one of the podcasts that I've downloaded is a Today in Baseball History podcast. But something that, although my White Sox knowledge is pretty, it's getting there, it's getting a little bit better. As soon as something comes out about, you know, kind of a, a Hall of Famer guy or, or other teams or their own successes, a completely different sport to me in some regards. So I'd, I'd like to brush up on knowing the basics of the game across the other teams. Again, if I can liken it to football, it's as if you've just became an Albion Rovers fan and you proclaim to know everything that's on the go about Albion Rovers. Can we, can we strengthen up front? And then someone turns around six months later and says, Did you hear about Maradona dying? And they don't have a clue who it is. I, I thought that Scottish Cup tie must be the best ever with Bucky visiting Albion Rovers to play in Coatbridge. I don't think they're the first Bucky to feature uh, in Coatbridge. <laughs> I'll, I'll profess my interest in the Highland League teams. Of course, they'll be wearing the, they wear the green and white hoops as well, Bucky Thistle, yeah. which will probably confuse the locals even more, I guess. That'd be a good sponsorship, wouldn't it? <laughs> the famous tonic wine producers sponsored Bucky Thistle. Right? So D- D- Dave Senior, you're obviously a lot more experienced in baseball than us, but having podcasted and got us relative novices coming along in the journey with you last year is there anything next year that you think I'm looking forward to that I maybe hadn't thought about before or (laughs) taken in before in the baseball world yeah I think I need to get up to date with you know because I've come back to baseball really because of you guys's uh, enthusiasm for the game has sort of rekindled my interest which was really you know, at its height in when we had the, you know, I've mentioned it before, the Channel 5 coverage, which was which was great, you know, and obviously it was live, so you were working, so you couldn't watch all the games, but I would, I've uh, said it before, we had video the games and come back after work the next day and watch 
you know, watch a game nearly every day. So you do pick up a lot on that, you know, and I do remember probably more knowledgeable about the guys who were playing then than they are than I am now. So yeah, in a next season if we get a full season and get some good coverage, even if we don't I'll probably invest in one of the either the MLB or something like that, or we, we get a BT sport here and they they were quite good. So I'll just watch more games and get more in tune with the the players that are doing it now. It is a game that's I get the impression that it is changing a little bit. And definitely a different feel about it, you know. I think we talked about some of the unwritten rules that were getting yeah. a little bit sort of stretched and you know, probably a bit old-fashioned old and traditional in terms of baseball. But in actual fact, looking back on it, probably not a bad thing, is it? Uh, you know, the, the home run thing is definitely... I don't know what's going on there. I think, you know, there never used to be this many home runs even 20, 25 years ago, did they? I've not looked at the stats for that. Everybody seems to be able to hit home run now. (laughs) Were they not thinking about launch angle before or that speed? But I suppose when people start doing it, then all of a sudden, oh, right, yeah, there's a bit more of a belief and there's a bit more, that's the tactic now, isn't it? You know, to to hit home runs. I like history generally, but the history of the game is great. And if you go back far enough, but you go back to even before the MLB, sort of 1900s or even the 1890s, home runs were the, not exactly the exception, but they were quite unusual. And I read something recently about that, that they used to basically play with just the one ball. So, you know, like you get you get one, especially in the this season in the COVID, they were just really pitching one ball, one pitch, one, and you got a new ball, didn't you? Yeah. Well, they were, they were pitching with one ball throughout the, almost an entire game and the ball would get softer and would get darker so it was more difficult to see, to hit and to hit right. further. You know, you can hit harder. It's the same in cricket. You know, they play cricket with the same ball for 80 overs and, and that's the job of an opening batsman is to knock the shine off the ball so it's softer, duller and less easy for the for the bowlers, easier for the batsman. Whereas in baseball, it was actually more difficult to hit the ball out of the park with you know, a ball that had been, say, used for 100 pitches. It would be scuffed up, softer and darker. So lots of changes. I'm, I'm kind of looking forward and hoping that get a decent season out there. Red Sox haven't checked and seen what they've done on the player roster, but I think the most important thing is the the you know, whether it's controversial or not, they've got Alex Cora back as the <coughs> manager. And um I think as in all sports really, who you've got in charge, the tactics pulling the shots is yeah. almost more important than the players you've got. Yeah, most of the top clubs have got great players. If you put a great manager in with those players instead of a sort of a one of the mill manager, you'll get different results. So, you know, Alex Cora, what is, uh, it's not, you know, he's not that old, he's only about 45. He was coach at Houston Astros when in 2017, yeah. when they won the World Series. Then he went as manager to 
Red Sox, I think they won it in the first season, didn't they? 2018. Yeah, two in a row he got it, didn't he? Yeah, so 19, they, they didn't have much of a season. Then he, then he got this, this ban because of his involvement in the uh, sign-stealing scandal. So, yeah, I, I think he'll make a huge difference. Yeah. And There's probably another part to this question as well that, that would illuminate your reply. But will the Red Sox be back in the playoffs in 2021? No, I, I don't see why not, because whatever they do, as I said, not almost deliberately not really kept an eye on what was going on wait for a while and, and hope and have a look and see see what they've done but yeah I would suspect they will be a contender they'll be in the playoffs especially if they go with a 16 team job surely you know not two seasons in a row I think 162 games under real serious manager whatever they start off with in terms and you know especially if they get pitching staff back that were missing to the two or three of the top pitchers were out weren't they for various reasons yeah I would expect them to be at least a playoff I was just going to ask the Tigers last year probably a bit more of a successful season or a more enjoyable season than you might have predicted have you got any hopes and dreams for next year? Always have hopes and dreams. I th- it's bizarre as well because I think things seemed at one stage to be going fairly well for the Tigers. And even to the end of August, I know it was a shortened season, there was possibility of the playoffs. But I think they did then end up 27th possibly in the out of the 30 teams. I know it's not the rank that way, but in terms of where you, you go for the, the draft and things like that, I think that's where they, they ended up. Like the, the Red Sox, uh, a new manager. Ron Garden had obviously left at the end of the season. That did a sterling job, I guess, in terms of helping and creating the start of the rebuild for the Tigers. But like the Red Sox, given way to the actual manager, the Houston Astros had in the trash can sign stealing uh, incidents. So my knowledge of baseball would make me assume the guy's a decent manager. I guess people listening to this might be saying, "Well, they won because they cheated." And there's a lot of different interesting angles in that. One one podcast I listened to implied they actually worked out that it made pretty much no difference because when they made a mistake on the sign stealing it actually caused them more problems they, they blooded a couple of the younger rookies into the pitching rotation last year as well which was always the plan having had number one picks Casey Mize and Spencer Torkelson pitching good their name voice. good name I like that about Spencer Torkelson talking of good names I'll just digress a wee second did you see Jack Nicholas's granddaughter got married recently the groom's name is Todger Skrunk people were saying Todger they were referring that in an urban dictionary to the word I would have as Tadger but it may well I suppose you could have different spellings around the world but it, who, who, what were his parents thinking I, I, I can't imagine that's a family name so in, anyway the Tigers you would expect to see improvement you'd expect the younger guys coming through they're, they're not all going to make it but once you start putting them in there you see who is going to make it and that, that's going to strengthen your rotation you manager's got strength in your rotation. Detroit sports fans have suffered for a while. They, I think they're, they're, they're a long way, I, I believe, still from making the playoffs take steps forward. That's what they've got to be doing. As Dave was saying there as well, if you have a manager who can make the right handful of decisions that turns series defeats into series wins and it takes extra W's along the way, then yeah, you start to move up the ranking. That's what it's about. I've recently turned 55, so hopefully I've got long enough left in this planet that I'm going to be seeing the Tigers back in the, the World Series at some point. Yeah, ho- hopefully. I don't know the full ins and out of the sign-stealing scandal, except that, you know, what I've heard was people have been sign-stealing ever since, you know, 
there's been baseball, it was almost like the level that they took it to was kind of objected to. Yeah. I've listened to one or two podcasts myself. I quite like the Houston Astros guy. Does it forget his name? His name, but yeah, he, he feels as though you know if, if this had been done, uh, I don't know the Yankees or the Cards or even the Red Sox, would we be talking about it in this you know with the same sort of level of controversy? I don't know. Something probably needed to be done. We got a year banned, didn't they? We served it and they're back. Yeah, um, I think the reason for, for the layman's interpretation, I think the reason it was considered inappropriate was that they were using technology yeah. to assist with the sign stealing. So it could, because sign stealing, I think, is part of the game. Yeah. Or the hitter should effectively be trying to, they should be trying to work out what they think is, is happening. It's expected if you try and work that out when you're on the park, now you'd be relying on the guy. That's totally acceptable, isn't it? You know, if your player or coach sees it and you can signal it in time, you kind of know what's coming or what's thinking, yeah. then, you know, that's all well good. It's a skill in itself. Yeah, what they were doing was trying to, were they videoing it and playing it to the, you know, as part of their training programme? So I think if the guy at second base is identifying it and he can make a call to the batsman, that's acceptable. But I think what was happening here was that somebody was watching a video film and was then were making a noise with the trash can lid. Yeah. And I think if you listen back to it, you'd probably think there's some mad fan with a trash can beating mm-hmm. it in support of his team, but he was actually giving a message to the hitter. Somebody on the staff somewhere in the stadium was videoing the catcher's signs, relaying that information to the dugout out and then the dugout was bashing the can to save <laughs> fastball curveball so, so in terms of hope, hopes for 2021 as well I was going to ask Dave Jr obviously the White Sox made the playoffs last year we don't know what the playoffs are going to be like not aware that we know what the playoffs are going to be like in 2021 H- have you any thoughts or hopes about continuation of 2020 rule changes is there anything you're sort of thinking there that, that would be great if MLB did that or didn't do that I'm right saying they've still not even decided about the DH rule yet I've not heard anything and again the only reason I know that is one of the podcasts I listened to were saying that you know, we've not actually replaced our DH yet that's kind of one position which is left open and again I think quite a few teams are going down that route because they just don't know what the the proposal is for next year yet but I think it's something that the clubs and players universally want they've just not been able to to sort of get there yet to me that's well you know we discussed the the changes of rules for last year I think we weren't sure if they were brought in just because of the shortened condensed season but I think that you know, Dave alluded to earlier that baseball slowly is, is sort of changing we've had those chats with Campbell before that he feels baseball needs to kind of get with it I think we we differed a little bit in how we all felt about that but I think baseball definitely is changing perhaps needs to keep changing needs to stay relevant to keep with a, a younger fan base it's always going to be there um, I think it's in a good position a good place for next year Do you have hope to see any baseball live in 2021? At the moment it's just a hope I think we're, you, we are fortunate that baseball the business end of the season if you're looking to get across to the States, you're not going to get an October game. You're not going to book, you know, look to be there in October. So at best, you'd be looking at September. Is that realistic? It might be. We might be able to get a September game. If I'm thinking, if I was to fly over, I'd, I'd prefer it to be in Chicago. Last time I was there was kind of August, September time. Yep. Absolutely Weather beautiful. Be good. Absolutely beautiful. So it's 
it's not out with the realms of possibility just now. I think we're all a bit restricted, but it's my guess would be 2022. But 2021, who knows? Well, when you go back to Chicago, will you take the plunge and go to Wrigley Field? Like to, yeah. Um, I think this is why we do it, isn't it? Yeah. We, we get to see, experience something a bit different. I do regret that I wasn't able to go last time. However, having said that, and again, I could say the same about guaranteed right fields. I think I might appreciate the ballparks that bit more this time round baseball means more to me I know what to look out for I know what I'm trying to experience and I think that any baseball fan would get a buzz from from Wrigley Field yeah. let alone even if they're from across the city <laughs> I know you should be in Australia just now and presumably had, had, had hopes of doing various bits and pieces there have you any travelling plans or thoughts to be perfectly honest you know I think we were quite lucky to, Lorraine and I did get away in between the lockdowns you know it was our 25th when anniversary and we were booked to go to Czech Republic Prague for a week and Karlovy for a for a week and we made it. So I think we've been very lucky. I'm absolutely distraught that can't be in Australia, especially for it's quite a big deal over there just now with our family and we've all managed to get together. So different levels of optimism from the three bullpen bros on how their teams will perform in 2021. Disappointment from the guys that we didn't get any travelling post-Rotterdam 2020, that was back in January. No big plans for 2021, but if we do get back on the road, if we do get back to our ground hopping and seeing different sporting experiences, we'll be sure to tell you all about it in future podcasts. Thanks for listening and have a great day. (laughs) 